Hello everyone, I'm Mark, the chief writer here at Maltopia, and I just wanted to remind you the sleep-wake cycle is but one of a series of interconnected horror podcasts within the wide and weird world of Maltopia. For Easter eggs, crossover events, and additional lore, please check out our other series, The Shepherd of Wolves, Red Mother, Grimland, and The Damnation Machine. And be sure to check out our free content on our Patreon page for additional lore and stories. For even more Maltopia content, consider becoming a patron. Starting for as little as $2 a month, benefits range from additional art, update videos, early episode access, our mini-podcast series, October's Children, both written and full audio pieces, such as The Lost Library, Tales of Maltopia, and The Weird Book. You can also gain access to our found footage show, The Weird Tape Series, and even our Patreon-exclusive, fully-produced audio series, Devil's Clay. So, with all that said, I will leave you to the darkness. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Rusty Quill presents. Here we are. One steaming coffee. Black. One chocolate milk with ice. And at last, one gin and tonic. Thank you. That will be all. Yes, you see, 
We are quite aware, <laughs> painfully aware, if you will, of the stream eaters infesting the city, to say nothing of the somewhat morbid alliance that exists between the creatures and certain city hierarchs. And you didn't think you should have... We, uh, we understand, sir. I'm sure you had your reasons for, um, not telling us about that, um, situation. Indeed, I did. The creatures are oblivious to just how aware we are of them, which, for the moment, is to our advantage. You see, we do not have the appropriate resources to put on this particular mission, however sorely needed they may be. Much of the military is tied up in the disconnected city of Kettleston. Strange things going on there. Many, many strange things, in fact. And we've been seeing no small amount of civil unrest from the Neonoctum set, especially now, after all this roaming darkness business. <laughs> the fools think it's a sign. The next great darkness. Pity, if they only knew what you two know. What happened to their chances of a dark messiah crawling out from some sordid underworld? But, to my point, we could not let on to our knowing about the soft takeover of the city. If these eaters of pain were to know of our current weakness in arms, they may decide on a less tactful approach than merely sending some drone to spy on the two of you. I intended to inform you last night, but we had a breach in security and couldn't risk speaking within a potentially unsecured situation. I thought, wrongly it appears, that the building's security forces would prove adequate until it was safe to inform you. You do have my apologies. Thank, Thank you. you, sir. Speaking of the uh, nocturnalism push... I couldn't help but notice the sun shields on the front of the place. Has Blackledge gone dark? <laughs> Heavens, no. It's a passing fancy of the rich and indolent. Nocturnalism born of boredom. I'm sure they'll be back to erecting statues to Mercury in no time. Which only makes sense, as that's to be the new name of the city. The Scream Eaters aren't feeding off the socialites, so where are they getting their victims? I suspect there are more than enough dog towns in the surrounding regions to keep their cheeks rosy. It's strange that a city like Blackledge, Mercury no less, would have a homeless shelter. I noticed a large one as we were coming into the city last night. Can't imagine anyone around here needing it. Must be for whoever might stumble into town looking for help. I gotta say, I didn't realize Black Ledgers were so magnanimous. Yes, yes, very observant of you, Rosemary. I suspect that the wealthy citizens have been using the indigent to satisfy their pacts with the stream eaters. And, naturally, you're wondering why we tolerate it, hmm? All those poor, innocent people, tortured and killed. <laughs> All those huddled masses, a banquet for the eaters of misery and anguish. The thought had crossed my mind, sir. 
It's quite simple, actually. Priorities. One does not bite off what one cannot chew. We have limited resources, and, frankly, the eaters aren't significant enough to squander our energies upon. You see, one thing you can be certain about is there will never be a shortage of poor people. Societies churn them out by the thousands. So, rest assured, Agent Rosemary Stroud, when the time comes, there'll be plenty of poor people left to save. Ah, the guest of honor has arrived. Master Fajan, please, please be seated. Thank you so much, Assistant Mysterian. Agents Isaiah and Rosemary Stroud, allow me to introduce you to Master Fajan. He is a thrice-ordained shadowcaster within the ranks of the esteemed Magic Lantern Club. Pleased to meet you, sir. An honor. Likewise. Although Agent Rosemary and I have already met, I believe, in the hallway sometime last night. Uh, uh, yes. Yes, that's true. So nice to see you again, sir. Master Fajan will be conducting a very important ceremony tomorrow night, and it's fallen upon the two of you to make sure he's left undisturbed. So, I understand that the both of you have experienced the dim firsthand. Is this true? Yes, I uh, encountered it in a small town outside Hollowick. My sister's run-in happened inside a small conservation area, not too far away, a place called Emmett's Threshold. Our thinking now is that the dim formed behind one of the military convoys transporting various psychotypes through that area, not a week before the Stroud's encounter. That particular convoy was host to a rather infamous exopath, as well as a collection of white wigs and sleepers from New Victoria. Our scientists have located similar dim manifestations in and around the city of Willard, Greywich, Magots, and several others. All places comprised of exceptional associations with rampant insanity, which is saying something a mere 24 years post-darkness. I'm sure you can see the importance of tomorrow night's work, Master Fajan. We need a better idea as to what is going on, and how to put a stop to it. Our magic lantern shows promise, only shadows, Assistant Mysterian Gand. But some shadows are more defined than others, more telling of that which casts them, a mirror of perfect darkness. But to achieve such definition, one needs a certain quality of light, of fire. This lantern we have brought with us, all the way from the hidden lands, has known the smoke of many impressive fires. The blaze we conjure tomorrow has feasted upon countless corpses of madmen, 
drunk a river's worth of their liquefied fats and grown satisfied and exhausted for the privilege. It shall be grateful to be reawakened from its years-long slumber deep within the ashes to feed once again, exchanging the shadows of its wisdom for the pleasure of burning once more. This magic lantern show, wherein you feed the fire, it almost sounds like a derivative of the ritual used to conjure witch fire back when they distilled it from the souls of witches through burning and, naturally, death. Is there some relationship between the two? Ah, I see you have some expertise in the matter. How wonderful. And how uncommon for a reclamation agent. They don't teach Nethermancy at Jericho, or even the Shadow Factory for that matter. Is the Department of Civic Health and Wellness recruiting from the student body at Salence? Special conditions allowed for her selection, Master Fajin. Over my objections, I might add. I did attend Salence University, but then I was relocated to New Victoria to work amongst the sleep labs. But you didn't answer my question. Now that does make some sense. You didn't strike me as a heckin. I could tell from our brief encounter last night that your talents might run a bit darker than that. Though I confess I hadn't fathomed so dark as to have come from the city that always sleeps. And to your question, no. Our methods do not stem from that hexoric ritual you mentioned. We do not suffer such moral deformity within our traditions. We do not burn witches. I suppose it's my uncommon thaumaturgic background that leads me to wonder. But there does seem to be some kind of time requirement for your ritual. Elsewise, we wouldn't all be here for days amongst such unfriendly forces. Agent Stroud, that will be quite enough. No, it's fine, Assistant Mysterian. I must say, you should continue pilfering institutions of higher learning. Thus far, your selections have proven exquisite, if a tad energetic. Agent Stroud, our ritual does require some time to achieve the desired effect. The chosen lantern steeping in the ash of those cremated within the chimney house district. And it must do so for a fortnight. A fortnight which concludes tomorrow, upon the new moon. But I'm afraid that's as much as I wish to divulge. I do hope that sufficiently satisfies your erudite curiosity. I suppose it'll have to. But I'm sure you can see why I might confuse the two rituals. I believe the stake the unfortunate witch was to be burned upon was also required to rest in ashes of cremated witches in this case. Though the subsequent burning was to take place under the full moon, which I suppose makes all the difference. That and you're not burning witches. Uh, um, sir, will we be allowed to uh, reconnoiter the area around the ceremony before tomorrow night? I've studied the security details, but having first-hand knowledge could prove useful. Yes, Captain Gilstrix will take you through all the relevant areas later this evening. 
You will be assuming control of his team for the duration of our mission here. And you'll be very glad to know you're helming a fire squad fresh out of Jericho. This is their third assignment, I believe. Now, if the two of you will excuse us, Master Fajin and I have matters to discuss. I've had a private vehicle arranged for the two of you. One of my men will show you to it. Farewell, agents. Thank, Thank you, you, sir. sir. Jesus, Romy, you got a lot to learn about how to speak to the brass. You, you just can't... The hell with that! The Magic Lantern Club burns people alive, Isaiah. When Gand mentioned we'd be working with them last night, I didn't put it together. But after Fajin dropped those nuggets about his little Magic Lantern show, it clicked. If I don't miss my guess, they used to go by the Latin name Laterna Magica. I can't say I know a whole hell of a lot about them, but what I do know isn't terrific. And that shit about letting the fucking Scream Eaters torture and kill people? <laughs> and yes, before you say it, I know it was my idea to stay with the job. But Jesus Christ, these people! We can't save everyone, Romy. There's only so much... <laughs> Spare me the there's only so much we can do routine, will ya? You don't care about anyone but you and me. You admitted as much after we left Hallowick. What do you want me to say, huh? Everything sucks and we should just put on capes and go fight crime? That's not how the world works and you goddamn well know it. And no, I don't give a fuck for anyone else but us. But that hasn't stopped me from putting my ass on the line to stop exos from killing droves of innocent people. And yeah, that's never been the point for me. But I did it anyway. There's a world of difference between doing something because you care and doing something because you were told. Not to the fuckers who are still upright only because I did my job. All that matters to them is that they're still breathing. I hope to hell you'd feel differently if you saw what I saw last night. I took a look around the building, saw with my own eyes what those goddamn scream eaters do. Not even you could see what I saw and be indifferent. What do you mean you looked around the building? You said you caught a glimpse of things in a dream. Or is that how Fajin knew who you were? Because you snuck past me to go wander around? I go wherever the hell I damn well please, just like you do whenever I'm asleep. But that's not the point. The point is, I watched one of those things feeding on people. We can't just leave here whenever the Magic Lantern Club's done burning whatever poor bastard they use for their sick ritual. Those fucking things have to be stopped for good. What do you propose we do, huh? Go to war with the entire city while fending off the Esoterium for our insubordination? 
And let's not forget, just one of those things, a fucking drone, as Gan called it, nearly put me all the way over with just a single fucking scream. And yes, yes, I'm aware of my indifference. You want to know the truly fucked up thing about it, Romy? I feel guilty for having zero empathy. Yeah, I get emotional over having shit for emotions. Explain to me how that works. Most of the time I can't afford to be emotional, to second-think my actions, or else some lunatic with a weaponized psychosis is liable to punch my goddamn ticket. There's nothing we can do but roll the punches. Nothing we can do but hope to carve out some kind of a life for ourselves, and maybe do some good along the way, like you said. But there is no freedom anymore. No free press, Romy. No rights. No fucking nothing. Just secrets and monsters with power over everything. Over us. Look, I'm sorry for what happened to you. What they did to you, made you do, turned you into. But what you're saying, what you want us to do, that's exactly the very fucking thing that got us all here in the first place. (sighs) We cashed in our helplessness, our hopelessness to afford the indifference to the horrors around us. Bullshit just like this. I refuse to be a monster, Isaiah. Which is exactly what we become if we just walk away from this. Tolerate it. This is the shit that defines you as inhuman. Not who or what your mother and father happened to be. Never had an argument in my entire life. Sure, I'd thrown around a few barbs here and there when some exo got lippy or if I had to sweat someone for info. But never to the point I raised my voice, got legitimately angry. I was always a picture of calm, ice within, ice without. But not today. Today my ticks were turning cartwheels, and I almost had to hand the driving duties over to Rosemary. By the time we hit the Brookman Arms, I was a mess. I needed to whistle, crank my neck, grab my eyes, touch a million doorknobs, and that was just the beginning. I couldn't help but think I'd caused all this, not speaking up for my sister when they were dogpiling her, Gand and Fajin letting them push her into a space where she was willing to make mistakes. And she was making a mistake, even if a well-meaning one. I didn't believe in the good, no matter what Rosemary argued. As far as I could tell, we were just machines. And any notion of right or wrong was just born of necessity or contingency. But if I was wrong and such things did exist, we were too small in the grand scheme of things to even begin to fathom them. Machines that bleed or scream when you prick them, at the end of the day, are still just machines. Myself included. I was a machine too. Just one with different programming. And part of that programming was making sure Romy, my only family, my only friend, made it to the end of the day in one piece. Even if that meant doing what I had to do next. 
I'll meet you upstairs in a bit. I need some air. Sure thing. I'm uh, gonna go over the security details and whatnot. Screw down my sense of the place. What we can do to um, do whatever we're gonna do. Be careful out there, huh? Will do. Good morning, sir. Hey, if it isn't my favorite doorman. What's up, Arch? Everything's in order, sir. Say my uh, room and everything inside it got trashed after last night's fiasco. Mind if I use your pass card for the city database till mine gets replaced? Not at all, sir. Here you go. Thanks, Arch. Have it back to you in a jiff. There a public access point here? Maybe uh, where I could print out some info and whatnot. Certainly, sir. Sixth floor. The resources room. Your badge ID should open it right up. Thanks, Arch. No wooden nickels and all that. I know you can hear me, among all the other things you seem to know. Come on out. I want to talk to you. By the pricking of your thumb. <laughs> Something wicked this way has come. <laughs> Hello, brother. <laughs> Nice entrance. Spooky. I don't remember a door being there, but uh, anyway, I got a job for you. Something you might enjoy. Is that so? I'm dying of curiosity. 
I need to know who's really running things here in Blackledge, and by who I mean what. That there is a list of all the city council members. I'm thinking at least one of them knows the answer to that question. That's where you come in. Savvy? Oh, I am indeed. <laughs> What's the plan after that, dear brother? We're gonna do just like our sister asked. We're gonna kill the Scream Eaters. Oh, <laughs> I do like where this is going. <laughs> oh boy, is this ever going to be fun? <laughs> The Sleep-Wake Cycle is a Maltopia production. Today's episode was written by Mark Anzalone and performed by Mark Anzalone, Kelly Bear, and David Cummings. The episode was edited by Walker Kornfeld. Sound production and editing was performed by Stephen Anzalone. Check us out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram by searching Maltopia. That's M-A-E-L-T-O-P-I-A. And if you'd like to know more about the world of the sleep-wake cycle and contribute to its nightmarish expansion, visit us at www.patreon.com forward slash Maltopia, where you can gain access to all sorts of art, mythologies, stories, and more. For more information about the sleep-wake cycle and the world of Maltopia. Subtle results. Still you, but with fewer lines. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulty swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, headache, eyebrow and eyelid drooping, and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia gravis, or Lambert-Eaton syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com. Topia. Visit Meltopia.com.